Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. And you're all, John. How you going? Hey, everybody. It's John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. And welcome once again to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Again, with my wonderful co-host here, Marcus Hart. Always great to have you with us. Welcome. Hey, John, it's very, very honorable to be with you once again, and i um, very happy to be, you know, uh, on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Yeah, we're, we're really starting to grow here with lots of different things. And, uh, you know, now that we're on this, this new platform, which has been absolutely amazing, uh, just a quick talk about that. You can actually go uh, to the website, which uh, Marcus will go ahead and put the link up here there in a second, Transform. Um, uh, us, I believe it is. And you can actually sign up uh, for just a few pennies, basically. And you can actually watch us all the replays. Um, so a uh, great way to stay in touch with the content and uh, be able to catch other shows and be able to do different things and be able to go out to dinner. Because we know sometimes maybe you have to go to dinner on Friday nights. We do know that. So uh, you can uh, subscribe and, and watch us when it's comfortable. So in the news, uh, have you heard what's going on with the Galaxy S20, Marcus? The Galaxy S20, people are still very excited, much excited about it, it seems like. Yeah, they, they're excited about it. But, you know, the thing is, um, the, the big problem, the thing about it, it's supposed to be a lot less money. But everybody's saying, you know, what happened uh, to the next version? Because, you know, the, the, the number, they kind of skipped the number. What happened to the 11? Like, where'd it go? <laughs> it just went 11 20 like something was wrong there right <laughs> yeah i would say samsung skipped a few numbers um and uh you know this product you probably remember the galaxy s10 when it was out and uh it's confusing to some people you know but you're gonna get in this model you're gonna get a 6.2 inch screen with a fast 120 hertz refresh rate 5g download speeds uh, of course, where it's available. You got the high camera, uh, both sides of the phone, and you get a big battery uh, to, you know, to, to top it all off. But, um, you know, to get this phone um, basically is going to be good for a lot of people. You know, you're going to have the ultra, uh, more storage or the 108 megapixel camera. And, um, you know, the price tag on this, again, is, is more, but it's a lot less than what the newer one would be. So, uh, they really tried to lower the price tag on the S20. It's you're going to be able to get this for just under a thousand bucks. So, so that's just end, about fifty-five bucks a month. I, I guess the fifty-five dollars people will say that like that extra battery is what's intriguing to them, and they will say that like the camera action that that that's that's happening with it too is kind of pretty interesting as well. Yeah, the thing at the end of the, the day, S is, it, is it really worth the job? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to get into. So the S20, uh, it, it's not the latest and greatest in cutting egg technology. So let's be honest about that as far as the Samsung's lineup. Um, it's an honor to the Galaxy, but 
they say it's still a powerful phone. I haven't had one to personally, uh, you know, play with. Uh, they say it's ergonomic and attractive. Uh, is somebody that wants that truly fantastic display. You know, it comes in some other colors and stuff. Uh, but, you know, just looking at the spec, I think they made it lighter. Uh, and they went for, again, that sexy design. Um, so they tried to do that. But from a technology perspective, I'm going to tell you it's not worth it. I mean, the camera and everything else you get, you're getting a better battery life. So, you know, with the 5G, uh, you're going to get a 4,000 mAh power pack, uh, which is a notable increase from the 3,400 mAh, uh, which is the cast capacity of the S10. So if you're buying it for just the battery, well, that's great. And you're getting a little better camera. But, you know, should you really buy it? And, you know, the question is, um, you know, you want your first 5G phone. So the 5G a version of the Samsung S20 is probably perfect if you want your first 5G phone, even though 5G technology is really not fully out in all areas. In fact, it's not out almost anywhere yet. Um, it's not really essential uh, to everything that's going on. And uh, the flagshipness of this product is that it's supposed to be able to hold more power, which is what everybody's jumping you know, on the bandwagon for. But uh, you want a top-end camera, but you don't need that 100x zoom. So as long as you don't need the 100x zoom and you want a good camera at 108 uh, megapixel, not a bad value, uh, but don't buy it if you're just on a budget, okay? Because, uh, you know, the 4G variant aside, the S10, is, it's going to be cheaper. Um, or don't buy it if you want the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, right? Um, that's, that's probably the other issue. It finally happened. Uh, it doesn't come with the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. So sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, I know Apple did that to us a long time ago. They were getting rid yeah. of it. Uh, which so is, which is just a, a way to just make more money. You know, uh, that's what I, well, that's what I take from that. You know, I, I do too. And I want to let you know something else. It is not an upgrade. So if you think, you know, you have an S10, you're going to go to an S20. It's not an upgrade. Wow. You know, and that's what concerns me the most. And that's what I was like really, really hoping that it was going to be an upgrade because I was just in the uh, the store the other day and I was looking at it and I was getting heavily tempted. I said, you know, I wonder if I'm going to get something something better, you know, uh, you know, because I, I currently have the Samsung Galaxy Note right now. OK. And, and I, I'm just I, I said, you know, should I just go ahead and just get the, the S20? But I don't think I should. I think I should. I don't be. think so either. I mean, if you own last year's model and you're not going to be very happy, uh, Marcus, any users that are going to go right to this phone. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a letdown. Yes, it's got a little sexier look to it. It's got the better camera, but you're losing that zoom feature. Um, and it's the cheapest unlocked Samsung Galaxy uh, pricing on the market now. So that's what they're going for. They're going for cheap and sexy. That's what they're going for. It seems like a lot, a lot of phones are, you know, phone phone uh, carriers. Well, excuse me, not carriers. So phone companies are, you know, going this in this route. You know, we we see this with the duo, uh, yeah. which you know, you, you know, once you give it to a little kid, it's going to be broken in half. You know, eventually at some point, and and snap in in, in two, you're going to have it in both hands, and, and not in one. So. I, I can't. I, I definitely see where you're going, John, and I, I, I like your thinking on this. And you, you know, you're the trusted expert in this in this field, and and this is why we go to you. Yeah, I I, I feel bad because you know I was really hoping that they were going to to do something great. You know what I'm saying? But that's not their that's not their plan. Uh, not their plan at all. But 
while we're talking about phones, something else just came to mind. You know, I'm an iPhone user. If you didn't know, I have the I have the iPhone uh, X and still waiting on what's going to go on with the new version. And I'll let you know thoughts about that. Uh, one of the biggest challenges, you know, with upgrading, for those who don't know, we had 14.0, the 14.01. So if you haven't upgraded to the new version of the iOS, um, definitely do it. Get the latest version now because uh, uh, they add a little banner when the phone rings. So they did some cute little things like that. They gave it a little screen. So when you scroll, you have like a little app library now. So that's kind of nice. But there is a problem. And that's the fact that I noticed that the battery is getting drained. So this happens oh, if you man. use something called Shock My Friends, 666 Time, Theme Zone, or a big one really that's causing a problem is just having your, your apps open. I mean, I don't know how many people know on the iPhone that when you go to the app, you actually have to hit up to actually close the app, right? You actually have to do that. Right. Uh, and um, it, it's very crazy uh, that that's actually, you know, happened, but you have to close the apps down. Otherwise you're going to find yourself just like, well, what happened to my battery? Um, the Android is, is no, um, prize package either. Uh, if you use theme zone, uh, the shocky free app, uh, shock, my friends tap roulette, ultimate music downloader or free music downloads, you're going to be sucking the life out of your battery too. So I think whenever we download these things, and a lot of times, you know, you activate these things that say use GPS, uh, you know, tracking while the app is open or never or always. Well, you don't want to choose always. But what I found, Marcus, is that when you use the word, like, you know, just when the app is open, that setting doesn't really mean what you think it does. It's supposed to mean that, but it still seems to draw power from the phone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. You, you really uh, educated me here with this. I, I don't know if it's a bug, if it was intentional, but I've noticed that after adding a couple apps that, that use this GPS feature, even though I have it on only when the app is open, it's still draining it's still draining power. Now, not a lot, but it is still draining power, and that's like a memory leak. Oh, wow. You know, is there any anything that can combat this? You know, any any maybe maybe another app that can just you know help us turn these other apps off? Uh, <laughs> like an app that can maybe check for a uh, 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 power loss or something like that. Yeah. So um, there's different accessories, but nothing really tested. Uh, you know, like an app, an app, and basically you want an app that closes other apps. <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, you know, basically the biggest thing everybody keeps saying is, you know, don't use off time iOS Android, don't use moment iOS, don't use break free, don't use flip D app detox, stay on tasks. Um, you know, Closing all apps running, they have something called the Kill Apps on the Google Play Store. But that's just for Google, not for iPhone. Um, and uh, Apple doesn't have one yet. When you run the Kill App on the Android Store, it'll actually kill uh, close all apps that are running. Okay. Well, So I, I'd like to see if Apple comes out with that. I have not seen anything yet. Uh, I guess it's been tested. I know they... Uh, the force causal apps uh, the same time on iPhone. It, it's uh, So if you tend to use like an app switcher a lot to open recent apps, then all the apps you accessed 
uh, are just sitting there cluttering up and then you're using power power uh, options. So they have options if you want to use jailbreak. Of course, we don't condone or support that here on the show because that is illegal. Uh, yeah. But that's the only way I've seen people can can close it. And it's because of Apple's proprietary technology. Uh, at least if you have the Android, you can use that one app and uh, be, be a step closer. But, you know, just be mindful, just like, you know, what you're mindful of what you put in your body. Well, be mindful of what you load on your phone. Yeah, and they, they're making that pretty harder and harder because they, they make these app pretty attractive. And it's like click bait nowadays out there in the app store. I I, I agree with you. And um, speaking about clickbait, uh, Amazon, you know, Amazon Alexa's app. Um, yeah. I hear it's going to start working uh, as an in-car display for the Echo Auto. Now, that's getting deep. So now they're trying to link the Alexa app <laughs> with an Echo Auto device. So basically, they're bringing that big brother watching you in the car now. <laughs> the Auto Mode is a new yeah. feature coming to Amazon Alexa app, and it's going to turn your phone into a driver-friendly display when used with the Alexa Auto accessories like Echo Auto, which you have to purchase. Right. So it's going to offer access to Alexa's typical voice commands, which we're all familiar with at home. Uh, including large touchscreens, icons, features like direction, music playback, making calls, and things like that. Um, I don't think it's actually going to link into the car yet, but it is going to, you know, because it's done through Bluetooth, it's going to allow right. you to control the devices on the phone, but I think they're going to eventually link it into the car. Yeah, it seems like it would, it's like they would definitely want to go that direction because, like, you know, if they're data mining, mining which a lot of these uh, big uh, companies really want to do uh, to up their sales uh, even more. It would it would seem like they will want you to do that at some point. Uh, have it hooked up to your car so they can just see where you're going. Yeah, exactly. And some companies, you know, like a lot of these insurance companies, they say, "Well, gee, you're going to get money. You're going to get less. Uh, you're actually going to get more money by putting this little big brother watching little thing in your car. You plug in." to the uh, diagnostic thing, which you normally use for codes that technicians use. Well, you plug this little device in there and it's supposed to monitor you and give you a lower uh, driving rate. But if you drive worse, it's actually going to not save you money. Yeah. So you have seen, seen those uh, already available. And They've been around for at least five yeah, years. Or five more. years. So, so it, maybe, maybe um, old Jeff Bezos kind of trying to sneak his way into that market in some type of way. Yeah, so 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 Jeff's trying to get into your car now. He's in your home. Uh, he's he's uh, pretty much on your jog or at the gym. Well, now we're not at the gym, but uh, is it practical to have an Amazon Echo in the car? And it's going to be a very small little device. Has a power button, another little uh, button next to it. Uh, the promotional price of this is going to be twenty five bucks, and it will retail for fifty dollars. So this alone, uh, Marcus tells me that if they're offering this so cheap. That they're, they're going to be making other money other places. Um, it's going to have a good Bluetooth adapter for speaker phones. Okay, so what? <laughs> um, there's plenty of other devices out that you can get that are amazing uh, Bluetooth uh, devices. It can pick up voice commands over the wind and music. Okay, so what? <laughs> Makes music requests easy. Um, that one of the cars that I drive is an MDX uh, Acura, and one of the things they were one of the very first cars, Marcus, to do something very intelligent. Now everybody else does it. They were the first car to automatically, when you were going to make a voice command of the car, to automatically lower the speed of your fan. Mm. 
Now they don't need to do that as much because they've gotten better. So let's talk about the bad stuff. So Alexa is uh, unfortunately dumb about location. It can't help you with GPS. has to link to something. And it doesn't handle what I was expecting, sell your handoffs very well. Okay. Uh, the car-friendly skills, well, they're going to need an overhaul because they're just not, like I told you, going to be able to talk to your car very well. They're going to have lots of issues. And they also have a nice, well, they have a pretty little blue bar. That's nice <laughs> uh, on the side of it. But um, when I asked for directions to the local store, the hospital, um, and being directed one in town that's 25 miles away, even though the one that I actually want was only seven miles away, you can see that you probably don't want to use this if your significant other is uh, having a child. Yeah, because you're <laughs> going to be late, you know, getting there. You uh, know. Late, you're going to, yeah, it might be delivering the baby in the car. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, we talk about different things. And speaking of delivery, um, Hello Kitty is uh, delivering this beautiful, adorable, oh, I cannot even pronounce it as a Tama. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gotcha treatment. Yeah, Tamagotchi. You know, Tamagotchi. Yeah. You say that a few times fast. And uh, this is from Bandai, I believe. Uh, and they're going to be able to use the Hello Kitty to help them take care of their tiny pet. So think of Hello Kitty as a co-parent to a tiny Tamagotchi pet uh, that people are going to nurture and help grow. So it's going to teach the, the child to be a responsible parent and things like that. We've seen other toys like this, like Cabbage Patch. And then we've seen other yeah. things where... They actually animate and do things and respond and even some robots that have a personality or an attitude if you don't take care of them well and that they play with you when you treat them well and spend time with them. So for generations, Hello Kitty has connected people through friendship. Uh, and I quote Susan Tran, director of brand marketing at Sandrio, said in a press release, we are so excited to partner with Bandai America on the portable Tamagotchi that will offer fans a fun and interactive way to connect with their friend, Hello Kitty, throughout the day. So, um, interesting. Um, you know, th this, this Tamagotchi thing, um, I don't know. The thing that's interesting about it is it's very small. You know what I'm saying? It's extremely yeah. small. And uh, I, I feel that... I don't know. It, it's just a little too small to, you know, obviously put it around your neck or the kids can mm -hmm. have it. But I don't know. I, I just feel that it needs something. And the screen is nice, but it's very, very antiquated. If you look at the graphics, Marcus, um, they look, I mean, I think a two-year-old probably can draw better than that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it now and, you know, I, I, I would say that like, you know, it kind of dates back to, you know, the, uh, the, uh, 
something in right pre early nineties. Yes. Yeah, I, I just I just don't think it's. Um, I don't and, know. And, I I don't think I'd want to spend money on this thing. Yeah, and when you think about you know what what kids are into now, you know, uh, I, I'm not I'm just not sure if this is going to be very appealing to them. Uh, the Hello Kitty Kitty brand is definitely a a brand you know that's very very popular. Um, uh, maybe you know someone wanted as a collector's I, item. I, I think you know what it's going to do. To be honest with you, I think it might hurt their brand uh, because I mean I know they have very childlike things, but I just feel that this is like I don't know. It's just like the first thing out of the gate, and I just think the quality. If I had to give a scale of one to ten, I think it's like a negative five. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I just personally don't see, you know, um, any any kids like, you know, playing with this, you know, maybe, you know, maybe to have it as a, a bracelet or something, you know, uh, but just to play with it, you know, when it, they have, Marcus, have tablets, it, 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 it's too small. Yeah, it's too small. We haven't even talked about how durable the darn thing is. I mean, it comes in red and white. Okay, it's very basic. Very basic. The buttons are so doggone small. They're smaller than a little baby's finger. So that's going to be a problem. Right. Uh, it's going to come in two different plastic shell plastic shells. They say white shell and a red shell. Yeah, wonderful. And they're going to be available to purchase at hobby shops like, oh, look where they're going, GameStop and Amazon beginning December. So if you want to pre-order, uh, you can get it on Amazon now. How much do you think this thing's going to cost? I'm hoping two bucks. <laughs> well, it's probably not worth a buck, but they're going to try to get a whole $19.99 out of you. Are you, re are you serious? Like, oh, man. I don't that's... think the thing even costs 20 cents to make. No, <laughs> it doesn't look like China, it. China, with all due respect, I mean, it just, yeah. I, I wouldn't get in the line to order this. No way. No, no way. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, this is uh, really terrible. You know what for, for for the for the price. You know, if they you know, told me two ninety nine or four ninety nine, I might waste five bucks on it just to. But I, I don't think this is worth anything. Not 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 nineteen ninety nine. No, uh, the and then you still got to buy the Hello Kitty. You still got to buy the, the thing to link. So it's like. That's just a Hello Kitty thing or whatever. I don't know. I just don't see it as – I don't know. But on some newer technology, um, Chromecast uh, with Google TV is now streaming the device's biggest upgrade yet to be hands-on. So Chromecast is now getting a real menu system, and they're actually going to get a remote control. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, we're getting into twenty first century. Congratulations! Uh, it took it took them like how many years? You know, like they they they've been around for for a while now uh, with the company. Yeah, but Google's funny. You know, they do things that either make money or they do things that they think are going to work. Most of the stuff they do does work, but they usually don't listen to the public right away. Yeah. So Google's been very popular since two thousand thirteen, and the thirty five dollar device allows you to cast video from apps on your phone like YouTube, Hulu, Netflix, to watch on a big TV. And it's pretty common. Um, but now you can get the new version for how much? $50 or $99 in um, Australia 
or sixty dollars in um, sixty pounds, I should say, in uh, the United Kingdom. So it's the first to include a physical remote, complete with the Google Assistant for voice control. Okay, another relative to the Alexa family. <laughs> yeah. um, there's also an actual on-screen menu powered by who else? Google TV. And the company's new name for its Android TV operating system, Google TV, is similar to its predecessor with access to thousands of apps, Netflix, Disney, Amazon, Prime Video, HBO, and Spotify, but not Apple TV+. And that's something. That would make sense, though. You know, that would make yes. sense, you know, being that, like, you know, they're, they're a direct competitor. So they, they're looking to, 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 skip, to skip over them. I, I bet that's that's true. So Chromecast with Google TV has all the latest features you could imagine, uh, including from what the competing streamers have. In addition, they also have a 4K HDR video, and this is nice. They support Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos on compatible TV and sound systems. That's really good. So Dolby Vision has that enhanced sound, and Dolby Atmos kind of mirrors your sound system, so you have a better around how the sound comes out. So that's really good. And the remote control volume, and it can control power on the TV or the soundbar. Um, so you can basically get rid of your TV remote. And uh, you can press and hold on to one button and speak into the mic for the Google Assistant, and you're pretty much off to the races. It's a very quick setup. But again, the thing I don't like with any of the devices, and no offense, Google, but uh, you always just want to know everything about me. I don't. I shouldn't yeah. have to give you my next of kin and my blood type to be able to operate a device that I paid for, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't a, know. A, a relatively low price at that, you know. So you know this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. That, that's that's the thing. Well, the good thing about the Hello Kitty is there's no real registration there, but there's also nothing much there either. It's gonna it's gonna link up to an app, and um, that's how it's gonna work. So I I don't know. I I just feel that's gonna. I, don't, I, I just don't think that's going to go, but I won't go back to that. But uh, our friend Mark, um, so the U.S. Senate has issued subpoenas for Mark, Jack Dorsey, and uh, Sonora Uh This is this was a surprise. The social media, uh, uh, social media, um, you know, the the gang. <laughs> so the banana boat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I don't know where this came from. It just came out of the blue. I don't think they were expecting it. And uh, they voted unanimously on the bipartisan basis to issue subpoenas to all these three people and to Google's Sundar Pichai as Congress considers changes to the liability protection for Section 230 of Communications Decency Act. Well, that's a new one. Yeah. So the three texts are going to appear before the committee as witness, but the date of the hearing is still to be determined. Uh, in July, Zuckerberger and Pichai both made virtual appearances before a House antitrust committee, along with the CEOs of Amazon and Apple. And Twitter and Facebook declined to comment on the subpoenas, but Facebook noted that its executives have testified in front of Senate Commerce Committee in three times in the last three years. So Google didn't respond to a request for comment. Of course, they didn't. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, it looks like they're starting to be called on the carpet for some things they've been doing. Yeah, uh, a lot of this has a lot to do with like privacy and you know anti-competitive, uh, antitrust. you know antitrust competitive uh, media practices that they've been you know doing for a very long time and and uh, you know right under the, right under the rug that they just stuff things and you know and, and hide things and so you know just all these false claims that's that's coming out of all of this.
I think the reason they're doing this is because, you know, they're getting sued. That's really the reason for this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Communication Decency Act or the CDA, you know, they, the government loves acronyms, um, prohibited any individual from knowingly transmitting obscene or indecent messages to a recipient under the age of 18. It also outlawed the knowing display of patently offensive materials in a manner available to those under 18. Okay, again, I think, you know, they're on the right track with where they're going with the bill because minors should definitely not be um, exposed to that type of information. And I think that's on the right track, but I think this bill is going to do a lot more than just keep out minors. Right. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's going to basically clamp down on the um well the anti-free speech provision which struck down the supreme court uh the cda remained in three years that had far outshone the rest of the law so i think they're using that as an excuse and i think it's a, it's an, an admirable thing they're doing with the people and the minors because they should definitely not be have access to that type of content but i think what's happening is it's starting to domino and the supreme court declares the uh cda is what they said unconstitutional hmm. are they serious <laughs> i mean there's never been a lot of laws marcus about what goes on for digital communications there's not a lot there and if you notice even with facebook now they uh you put some ads up there they're declining things we talked about this last week how they're approving certain right. uh, biased political ads yeah, and I, and I bet you any money that, you know, anything that, you know, um, we were to say that they didn't like, you know, we'll be flagged in a minute. So, <laughs> so. well, yeah, I think this is the thing. You know, it's one thing. It's OK for the goose, but, uh, you know, it's not OK for the gander. I mean, I don't get it. There, there, yeah. there, there's there's a hidden motive here, Marcus. And uh, I think that's what this bill is really trying to protect or um, allow. I think they're fighting for it because they see a huge clamp in their money yes. revenues. Already, Facebook's ad campaigns are way down. Yeah, we we definitely had noticed that, and you know, and the, the thing about it is they they do they do some things that's really underhanded, and you know, and if you got content that's you know heavily being streamed, you know, by uh, minors, which you know can you know. It, I guess in a sense, you know, Trump, you know, how many, you know, how largely your population is, your, how largely your audience is out there on your platform. Uh, you, you're giving false numbers to these advertisers. Which That's is true. And, and if you want to truly do something like CDA, then something needs to be implemented on these social media platforms to be able to verify somebody's age. Yes. And then, you know, it almost becomes like you're getting carded when you go out to to get a drink. Right. Right. Uh, 21. So I think the same thing has to happen. Yes, it could be a little bit of an inconvenience for people, but I see some type of a um, system whereby if you're entering this area, they might simply ask you a question. Uh, I know this was done many years ago in games. And if they ask you a question, you might have, I don't know, six seconds to answer that question. But the question's going to be sometime in your prevalent years of when news would be popular. So if they ask something before you were born, obviously you wouldn't be able to answer that question. Right. And you're only going to have six seconds. So you're not going to have a quite time to ask your big brother, big sister, or your parents. Say, you know, what's the, why are you asking me that question? Oh, you're playing that game again. 
So I think something like that could work. Yeah, that that would make more sense. Yeah, that that'll be that'll be real real good to institute and uh, to require them to do that. You know, so uh, because Google, uh, Google is gonna now pay. Google never likes to pay. You know that. Google yeah. wants to pay news publishers one billion over the next three years. <sighs> the money is supposedly going to compensate publishers for content for Google's news news app, new news app. Google announced uh, just not too long ago that over the next three years for this content, the payments will be compensation for news content that will appear on the new app and the Google News Showcase. So the app is going to feature the editorial curation of award-winning newsroom to give readers more insight on stories that matter and the process help publishers develop deeper relationships with their audience. Here we go again. Google's now trying to get into the pockets of the media. I mean, come on, Marcus. It's it's like, you know, they're trying to get involved in every freaking every freaking industry. I mean, it's like, you know, we're in the tech industry, we're in the production, the marketing industry. Are we suddenly just going to get involved in the candy industry because we now want to save money in that industry? Or are we going to get involved and say we sell paint so we can sell save money on paint? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's really you know sneaky of them, you know, and you know to me, if you if you get if you jump in this industry, it makes you wonder then, well, okay, well, are you going to be controlling what I see then in terms of news? You're going to be rewarding you know those who are you know giving you the most news, and uh, those who don't you know give you the news that you don't like, you're not going to. You know, uh, you're going to suppress those guys. But here's the thing that's really scary. So the product's going to launch soon. Okay. And because Google pretty much runs the internet, we know that. Right. Uh, and uh, they're going to come to discover the new Google Discover and Search in the future. I'm not crazy about Google Search now because I think it's got so many flaws and it's so unfair. It's not even funny. Uh, there are 200 publishers right now to this date that have currently signed up with Google based in Germany, Brazil, Argentina, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia. None of them are in the United States. What about that? That's terrible. And that, that takes you back to, you know, all of the, 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 the other things that people were concerned about uh, with, with the Russian Russian scandal and uh, the tampering of, with our government um, from, you know, outside, outside, outside places. So, I, I think it's a problem. And now problem. Google, of course, when they were asked, guess what they did? They didn't comment. Yeah, just like just like with the sin and subpoena, huh? So, yeah, I'm not, it, su it's really, not surprised it's really here. Funny and Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And it's going to change the way you, I, and the world knows digital content. Uh, Google content co podcasts, they say, are coming because they want to personalize the news and give people 
an availability to get more. Yeah, and they want to block and control what people see. Yeah, exactly. You know, you you, you got to wonder if there's, you know, there's some type of, you know, um, you know, bias being slipped in here and, you know, who's really paying Google, you know, uh, to to just simply, you know, make these these type of decisions, you know, so so they and you know, I, he, I have an interesting thing. So, you know, we talk about social distancing, right? Right. And I was looking at a picture. I'm not sure if you saw it. It was taken a, a few weeks ago. And they had hundreds and hundreds, maybe over thousands of people at their corporate outside, and they weren't socially distant. And I don't see a freaking mask on one of them. Oh, wow. Okay. But I bring this to your attention for another reason. Why are they all outside? Well, Google, Google's parent, they have lots of parent companies. I'm not sure if everybody knows that. Um, Alphabet is a parent company of Google. They have lots of them. That's so if they ever get sued, Google's not directly affected. Well. They could still be affected, but it kind of makes it harder to sue them. And the Alphabet settles shareholder suit over sexual misconduct allegations. Alphabet is committing $310 million to corporate diversity initiatives. Google's parent company, Alphabet, settled a shareholder lawsuit over the company handling of sexual misconduct allegations. And the settlement announced will commit $310 million to corporate diversity initiatives, and the board will include SEO, here's the guy, Sundar Pichai, hey, we heard about him before, as well as outside experts. The settlement fundamentally alters the Alphabet's workplace policies, and I quote, said Julie Goldsmith-Riser, a partner of the Cohen, Milstein, Sellers, and Troll, the wonderful billion-dollar law firms they paid to get them out of this hot water, one of the firms representing them, as I said, and these changes are along with financial commitment to the DEI initiatives, which is basically their way of covering their butt. Yeah. Uh, the lawsuits stem from sexual misconduct allegations reported two years ago against Andy Rubin, a creator of Google's Android mobile operating system. In the face of these allegations, Alphabet's board reported, and I quote, Robin, a 90 million exit package. Million, not thousands, million wow. exit package. The claims sent off shockwaves inside Google, leading to a historic walkout in which more than 20,000 employees around the world marched out of their offices in protest. Oh, wow. So Alphabet is now making changes for this arbitration policy to go into effect. And uh, last year, Google ended the forced arbitration for employment disputes. But as part of these changes... Google is, listen to this, prohibiting executives from receiving severance if they're the subject of a pending investigation of sexual misconduct, harassment, or retaliation. Hmm. Seriously? Now, we will never know, Marcus, whether this was purely conjecture or whether the guy had a right to stand, a leg to stand on. And I have to say something, Marcus, and I don't know a lot about this because I don't know these people personally, but if 20,000 people walked out of a company, I got to believe he had his stuff together and they knew something was up. Right. You know, you 20,000 people don't just walk out of the company because, you know, um, you know, they, they, you know, you don't like the color green or red or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely more to that, you know, and this is something we have to continue to watch. We'll here. have to continue to watch it. But, you know, just because Google is a big player, 
the thing we have to realize, you know, whether a small company or a big multi-billion dollar company, they all can be brought down, uh, Marcus. Yeah. They all can be brought down. And once they do something that is outside of the law, well, they got big fancy attorneys to, you know, recourage things and, you know, take what I call slap on the wrists and pay some minor fines. But they always seem to get off with a warning. Yeah, and that, that, I think that's probably the most despicable thing and, you know, and why a lot of people tend to, you know, not really like these large corporations that much for 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 those particular reasons right there. And uh, and it, it's pretty evil. It, it is. And the thing is this, the you know, you, we've heard of whistleblowers before, right? Well, some companies, yeah. if you whistleblow, uh, you're fired. But it's actually against the law to fire a whistleblower. Right. Because what they do is they actually fire you for a different reason. They don't file you for whistleblowing, but they mark you. And then six months later, they find some reason to fire you. They don't fire you right away. They're shrewd. They look for a reason way down the road, and then they fire you. Yeah, which is pretty terrible. It, it is. And you know what's even more terrible? When you get people applying for a job, right? They apply for a job, and... um they lie about their qualifications. And I know somebody did this. They brought somebody on board. And when the person came in, they lied about their qualifications, lied about them. And every company is an equal opportunity employer, hopefully. And um, the gentleman uh, that hired this person, um, you know, uh, obviously may have had a different skin color than he did, but that shouldn't have mattered. And what happened was the person that came in, they needed to have a vehicle. Okay, they could drive. But when they came in, they said they don't have a vehicle. And he says, well, I'm sorry, we can't hire you. Well, he says, you already hired me. Well, we didn't finish it. Oh, well, you're discriminating against me now, aren't you? No, sir, we're not discriminating against you. You don't have a car. Oh, so that's the game you're playing. You see what I mean? And people, Marcus, yeah. unfortunately, there's some people that just look for those loopholes to try to get companies in trouble. It's almost like that person, you ever heard the lady several years ago, they go around to stores and they, tr they, they trip and fall for a living. Yeah. Yeah, I heard of that, you know, and, you know, and that's, that's pretty, pretty despicable and, you know, um, really low down. These people now are getting to be written up in the book of records and not a good record, but the store's right. records. And the fact that they're known nationally for doing this. And if they see them, so now what they do is they go to small stores that are not part of that network. Or they go to a store because once they go to a big store and they're in their database, they probably can only pull this once or twice. It usually takes about three months and then they're in a national database. And then as soon as they're even walking in the store, they don't even let them come in the store. Mm. Isn't that something? That is. But people are doing this, and they're not suing for $5,000. They're suing for over a million dollars because their back broke, all these things. And they fall in such a way that they, they almost like they arrange the stuff, and then they fall on the ground, or nobody even hears them fall. So they make it. Some of them actually fall, literally. And some people are just real con artists, and they set everything up as if they fell, and then they're on the floor. Wow. Then they get somebody to help them. Or they're trying to do something, and they say, could you help me? The kid helps them, and then they actually falls. Well, he pushed me. No, oh, I was trying to help you. No, no, he pushed me. 
See how that works? Yeah. And that's just terrible, Marcus. Why are people like that? You know, we, we got some people who, you know, will do anything for a dollar nowadays, you know. And um, the the more we, we get into a, a real crisis situation here, uh, especially with COVID, um, you, you're going to see more of this happen, these type of things happening, unfortunately. Uh, people are, you know, kind of just desperate. You know, desperate times calls for desperate situations. I, 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 think, I think you're right. I mean, there's lots of – we talked about how people are playing the games with the unemployment, all kinds of stuff. Yes. But, you know, another thing that's really sad is um, we talked about how identity protection is really serious. But right. now, more than ever, it's not just people's identity, adults they're after. They're now after child identities. And you're probably saying, gee, why would somebody want a child's identity? That makes no sense, right? But they were always going after adults before. Now they're going after child identities. Oh, wow. So now what they're doing, listen to this, they're coming after, so whoever it is, whether it's the kid or whether it's the parent, the family that's, that's breeding this whole concept, there the kid is stealing the identity or the people are stealing it for another kid and they're stealing it. And now that kid is now becoming that person. They do this for educational reasons. They do this for reasons so that they can get other types of promotions, etc. And it's happening on the kid level. So it's not that they don't even have credit cards yet. Uh, mm. So you have to urge your kids to be careful when they open attachments. They choose new passwords. Uh, you know, you check security and privacy at school computers. Uh, if your kids use a home computer, be careful with their personal information, what they share. And if your kid's getting picked up from school, you know, does your school have a procedure or policy? And a lot of times parents are always like, oh, I hate the way my school's doing this. Yeah, don't be so annoyed at your school. They're doing it for your protection, your kid's protection. Um, there's a lot of procedures. They usually say, well, you have to send a note. Well, then they come in and say, oh, we can't do that. You have to come down. They have to verify it. It's like a whole procedure. And then security of the school. Now they have security in the school. And that person decides whether they can leave or not. The school basically sends them to security and security doesn't let them out unless they have that permission slip or whatever they need. But the office grants the permission and security enforces it. We never had this 20 years ago, Marcus. Yeah. You, 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 the more you dive into it, you really start to realize that like a lot of these things in place is for the protection of that child, which should be number one. Uh, Cause there are a lot of predators out there waiting to pry, uh, prey on these uh, these these children, unfortunately. They're doing that. And not only that, some of the other people are actually stealing college money. So the kid's going to college. So we're saying kids, but it's actually happening at college too. And they're doing it to siphon their money that they would spend money to get their college books. My goodness. That's just, I mean, forget criminal. That's just like really below the belt. And I just can't believe how somebody could be so inhumane to do this. Yeah, so very unfortunate world that we live in, and you know, uh, we we definitely need to to remedy this by uh, be, forever being vigilant and telling our children to be vigilant as well. We have a we have a uh, while I'm on the topic, we actually have a great guest coming next week, uh, who's actually going to be on, and he's a psychologist. And you're probably thinking, why don't we having a psychologist on a tech show? Well, that's an excellent question. It's because he gets into the minds and he figures out. Why is he's worked with the C, the FBI, CIA, and he gets into people's minds and, and knows why people do those cyber crimes and things that they do 
what's behind that kind of a mind? And we're going to have a really interesting uh, conversation with him, a great interview. I had a chance of meeting him several weeks ago, and he is just going to be an amazing guest. He's a wealth of knowledge, and we may even have him come back again because he's just got so much information. And I think a lot of people, the biggest problem, Marcus, is that they're too trusting. Yeah, that's just usually what it comes down to. Marcus, let me ask you a question. I'll ask our viewers a question, too. Would you give your credit card out to a total stranger? Oh, no. <laughs> then why the heck are you giving out your personal information over the Internet? <laughs> right? Yeah. You're just giving it right out. I mean, you go for you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I can't give you my password. Well, this is part and it's a legitimate process. Right. But now on the line, like, oh, I need your your this or I need your check account number. You don't even think twice. You pop it in there and bam. Yeah, that, that, I tell that, people if you're really lot. unsure about something, what you can do is you can get a credit card, which has a low amount of money on it, like a, like a rechargeable card. Like let's say one that you just put loads of money on. And then you put the small amount on. And if you have a real concern, you just kill that card and you didn't lose more than just what, what you put on that card for that purchase. That's real good advice, John. So I uh yeah, so I hope people will use these tips because again, your your person or your hackers like, oh, I got their credit card. Yeah, you don't know that my card was just issued by my bank and it's actually a gift debit card. You don't know that. <laughs> yeah, they they they'll try anyways and and just to be disappointed and and then it's on to the next one. That that that's exactly right. So Really, really uh, important stuff. But, you know, while a lot of people are home, um, thankfully, we're at the office and able to work. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, a lot of people want to travel, right? But how can people travel right now with some of the challenges going on? Hopefully, that'll change as we get closer to the holidays. But virtual travel marketing's cure for what they call wonderlust. And mm. what they're doing now is they're having this little uh like viewfinder or these programs and you basically have a virtual reality of going on a trip so you could take a virtual trip for a fraction of the cost that sounds that don't sound bad at all you know uh i i guess you can use your imagination if if it's pretty immersive pretty well immersive it's more of... than that uh marcus you actually have a virtual headset you put on okay and you could have close to reality experiences inspiring people destinations. Some even have smells. Hmm. Uh, and video is one of the top marketing tools out. They can do 360 tours, um, show property, uh, travel around things. You can have the hearings. You can be right there up front with people. And a virtual travel marketing campaign to be successful, they claim, is, is really effective. And then when people really experience this, they're going to want to go there in the real world. So I think that's what's happening. And uh, it's definitely something very new. I never thought we'd be doing virtual traveling. Uh, you know, with with everything happening and, and, you know, with no end date attached to this, I, I think we're going to see more and more of this coming uh, out of uh, the, the coronavirus pandemic that we are in, you know, where people are trying to be innovative to still uh, drive, drive forth business and at the same time give people some type of sense of normalcy. As we're ticking down just a few more minutes to our show, I don't know where the time goes, Marcus. Um, tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> tick tock. Uh, yeah, what's on the voter registration bandwagon? 
I have seen that. You know, this is quite interesting. Uh, so tell us more about this, John. Well, um, you know, Instagram and Facebook have been hounding people for weeks to register to vote in 2020 election with the prominent information boxes. And now you can do things by mail. Uh, and TikTok is now pushing the get out the vote message um, to get people to vote. Uh, the short term form video app uh, not too long ago launched a U.S. election guide, including voter registration and election information from sources such as when ballots are ready, sign and vote. And TikTok is going to be linking to its guide at the bottom of the videos relating to the elections or from verified political accounts. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Interesting, because it, it, but you know something you don't see. Facebook's not doing that, are they? No, they they're not oh, doing they're it, not. In it in this this is in this sense. No, it's almost like Facebook doesn't want people to vote. Yeah, it makes you they, wonder. They're already saying they're going to pay you, what was it, 100 or 200 dollars we said on one show, if you decommission your Facebook. Who the heck are they to tell us to turn off their Facebook? Who are they? Yeah, so, so this this is um, pretty pretty interesting. And it, it, it was seen like, you know, uh, TikTok would have a very well-invested well uh, interest in this being that they were, you know, almost locked out, you know, uh, in, a, in a heated battle with the Trump administration. Um, it, 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 exactly. And last year, TikTok chose to ban political advertising in October 2019 blog post explaining it was a company wide decision and said that it wants to maintain apps, lighthearted and irrelevant feelings, quote, that makes it such a fun place to spend time. What the heck is going on? Yeah. Yeah, seems like that changed <laughs> all in one year, huh? <laughs> well, because Oracle bought them, and Oracle's about business, and yes. people know, unfortunately, even though we try to be political, a percentage of business comes from politics, yes. unfortunately. People go to TikTok to be entertained. Why are they suddenly allowing this? Not too long ago, Austin McGuire, a 21-year-old TikToker, had 677,000 followers. Wow. And um, he said that he actively searches for voting-related videos on the app, and he hasn't seen much of it on this page. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. 
The reason they said the company said that it wasn't done is that they just didn't perform well. You know, that's like a real crock. Facebook <laughs> does that. Google does that. Well, we didn't display the ad for the political such as it just didn't perform well. What does that mean? Like, what does it mean? It just didn't perform to the way that they wanted to perform. <laughs> no, I don't think it had anything to do with the performance. I think it just had a reason to basically, when they say performance, it might have performed very well, but it might have performed too well. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like that guy, what was his name? The Potato Man. Mm. He, uh, oh, he was running for president a few years ago. Is that Perot with the guy Perot or whatever? Uh, Ross Perot. Ross Perot, multimillionaire, and he just ran just to take votes away from somebody else. Yeah, I don't know these people. I think they have too much time on their hands, and they they really need to find a purpose in life. I always say one thing, Marcus. No matter what you're doing, and being successful, you know you have the right to be successful as long as you don't interfere, harm, damage the rights or impede on someone else. I'm not saying don't be competitive. I'm just saying you don't have a right to be nasty to other people. Uh, you don't have a right to put your agenda on someone else's life. Um, it comes down to you. And if you can be successful in those confines, that's being true successful. If you can't, then you're really being a bully. Yeah, I find that rather true, John. Uh, you you really you know uh, aiming at the right thing here, and you know really offering up some some really heartfelt you know wise words here. Thank you, thank you very much. I have one more compelling story. We've been talking a lot for the last hour, and and I don't know where our hour goes, uh, Marcus. But um, Amazon, who we've just talked about many times before. But before we talk about Amazon, what's going on there with uh, Donald Trump? Can you tell us, Sir Marcus, what, what's going on there with this COVID-19 uh, thing that they've been talking about in the news? Yeah, so apparently it, it seems like uh, our 45 has uh, contracted in the, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 has a diagnosis here. Uh, so I am, you know, just as shocked as many people. Um, you know, being that, you know, he's been apparently quite Teflon uh, around it, uh, especially when he had um, someone who worked very close to him contracted it very early on. So he so he just he, they're saying he got the virus recently then? Yes. Yes. When did, uh, when did he get it? Uh, he tweeted it out uh, last night. So he's positive. We don't know how long he's been positive. Um, well, uh, they, there's the report saying that you know he was uh found positive uh last uh yesterday uh so you know but he tweeted it out last night but you know it's funny marcus yeah. nobody's impenetrable to this we're all trying to be careful and do the right things yeah. we all have to be careful and he was like it can't affect me now we know every day we live our life and we have to be careful that we don't catch it but we don't say gee we're not a a, a possible suspect we know we have to be careful and that's why we don't catch it. We don't we don't take life in as a win. You know what I'm saying? And I think if you approach it that way, there's a higher probability you're not gonna catch it. But he was being very careless, Marcus, from day one. 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, given, you know, given what CDC has recommended and, you know, given given a lot of what the advisors around him has, um, you know, um, cautioned, uh, it, it, that's a very fair assessment. Now, let me ask you this, Marcus, with him contracting this, does this now change the way he he now responds to the American people? Like, does this now open up things just like, you know, when they're trying to put these plans in policy? I found it very rhetorical is they're funny that they came back to vote because they weren't gonna have money for their job but when all these people are out of work they can't come to a simple little place in the middle to meet yeah that and that that to me is the most disappointing and disheartening part of sitting in the middle of a crisis situation here and then you, you can't have uh, people to just stick it, stick, stick their, you know, their issues, whatever issues they have or whatever egotistical issues they have to just come together and, you know, move, move this country forward in the direction it needs to go. So I, well, you I know, have to just keep an eye on it, but I think his tune's going to change a little bit. Yeah, I really believe so too. You know, I, I really believe there might be, you know, a, a new Donald Trump coming out of, uh, out of this thing after his quarantine period is over with. Well, that, that'll be, that'll be one positive thing, but Last topic, as we're just kind of wrapping up the hour, uh, Amazon. So Amazon, as you know, has the Amazon Alexa. Uh, they've had it for a while. And, you know, when you ask Amazon a question like, uh, you know, who's the CEO of Amazon uh, or you ask it something, the responses are very staccato. Like, uh, Alexa, uh, play my favorite music. Okay, playing your favorite music. And she gets to know your preferences and she stores things in the cloud and stuff like that. But it's very staccato, uh, Marcus. You can't have a conversation with her. And right. so this has been something that's been bothering the people at Amazon. <laughs> they want to come up with a way to have Alexa to be able to hold conversations. <laughs> but this is not an easy task to pull off. Yeah. Uh, years of practice, it can be really tricky for humans to understand. They call it almost like a new, uh, you know, there's these nuisances of conversations with her. You know how many times you call one of these automated systems? And it's like, no, no, that's not what I said. I think you said, or you say yes, or you say no. It's like, okay, I didn't get that. Or it, it's like, like, no, I said. So you can imagine how difficult it may be for AI, artificial intelligence, uh, at best, uh, to be able to do this and be capable for us, but to figure out all of this and to weigh in on the right way to do it in the right time, it's it's tricky. So Amazon uh, is trying to do this with a new feature of its Alexa virtual assistant uh, that it introduced in a slew of products recently, and it features um, uh, like an invitation only online hardware event. And this is what they're gonna. This is where they're actually showing it. It's not being released to the masses yet. And this is supposed to be slated for next year. Because, again, they're trying to test this out. Because, you know, yeah. this is a major thing. They can't roll out something and then have it be a disaster because that, that'll just put egg on their face. And it's very different than the way we typically interact with Alexa because it's via individual voice applications, you know, calling skills, smart speaker. Amazon is now going to be able to demonstrate being able to do things, but understand the context of your conversation. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, it is. 
So, um, you know, the thing about this is that they said there's Alexa. The thing I want to know is they have Amazon Alexa, but there isn't a she doesn't have a mail. There's no mail version of Alexa for the ladies. Yeah, so we're going to be just I wonder if they're ever going to roll that out. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, But this kind of like interaction we're seeing with Alexa is um, it's not perfect right now. And Amazon's right. been working on it actually since about July. And they call it uh, early Alexa conversations. And they said they're going to help Alexa develop basically fluent conversational language of, you know, well, English. But she might even be able to do other languages. I'm not sure. Hmm. And um, more after a year of research, imagine me able to tell Alexa, hi, Alexa, I'm thinking about going to a movie. And she can come back and say something like, Okay, John, that sounds like an interesting idea. What type of movie are you in the mood for? Instead of what movie or just, (laughs) and now I come back and tell her, well, you know, I would like something that has a bit of drama and has some movie, uh, has has some good music in it. Hmm. I like your idea. I have a couple things I think that might just be perfect for you. And she'll get to know you. Yeah. My problem with this, Marcus, is that when someone gets to know the inner you, they get to learn the magic behind you. Yeah. If they get to know the magic behind you and they sell that, that could be devastating. It really can. Yeah, that, that's that's very harmful data uh, to be, you know, um, capturing like that and just constantly downloading. I, that. I won't have Alexa at my home or office. I refuse to. No, I, I, I don't have one now. And, you know, so uh, I get very disturbed by it um, whenever someone tells me they have an Alexa. I mean, I get it's a gadget. I wish there was a way to use it so it was offline. Like if I could download the database and it didn't constantly go back and forth. They're sharing so much information, Marcus, that you don't know what they're doing with that information. They're selling it to third party people. You already know if you have your phone, okay, and you mention something like, I'm hungry for a hamburger. Watch what happens in 30 seconds, how your phone suddenly starts showing you ads about hamburgers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to, you know, um, you know, find a way to skip over so many, you know, ads that I, you know, that I didn't s- seen from like previous search results, uh, search results that I didn't brought up, you know, in my YouTube ads, like, you know, come on, like enough of it now. Like, <laughs> and well, they're, they're if, learning- this is for stuff I already, already bought. <laughs> so- they're learning, they're learning a couple things. So they're doing that by primarily cookies. Yeah. So you can clear out your cookies very easily. Um, They're also doing it for your microphone, but not so much. That's going to become more prevalent. They're doing it more by your purchase history. I mean, that's how Amazon works. When you go online, you buy something. Oh, they they think about other things other people would, like people bought similar to you. And they basically, when you go on Amazon, you don't know this, but they built a digital profile of you. Mm-hmm. And they know what someone like you is most highly likely to buy. And they show you those ads. Now, if you don't buy anything, that's fine. But marketing is all numbers. So if they show that statistic to enough people, guess what's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to buy. Yeah. Well, it ain't got me a few times before. So I'm just, I just, you know, I've just been trying to make, make it a weekly habit to clear out my cookies. Like you said. Yeah, clear clear out your cookies. 
But as we're kind of wrapping down our hour here, uh, I just want to invite, we have a great guest coming uh, next week, actually, from iPredator, uh, a doctor. And uh, I think you're going to really uh, enjoy our short little interview with him. In addition to that, if uh, friends, colleagues, uh, associates, if you have a product and you would like me to unbox it, you can send that to us. Visit our website at jmor.com. You have to donate the product to us. We'll do a complimentary unboxing, and we'll do a review on it. If we like the product, we may invite you on the show. If you are a thought leader in your field and you would like to appear on our show, and again, you have something that's not salesy, but something that's related to technology. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a piece of software, but we're looking for people that have something very interesting. Maybe they've used technology in a certain way. Maybe you've manufactured something. Or maybe you just put a spin on something that connects with technology. Reach out to us. I'm not going to guarantee you we're going to put you on the air, but uh, reach out to me. I'd love to have a brief conversation with you and see if there might be a fit for our show. I do want to remind you that if you do decide to come on the show, uh, you will need to release, uh, sign a media release form. And, um, you know, our show is growing and uh, we're trying to bring the people that you want to see on the air. So if there is someone you'd like to see, uh, let us know. And, um, you know, we're working on getting some good some good guests and putting some great content together for you. But, you know, this show is all about technology and it's all about helping you. Uh, that's why we're here. So I hope you all appreciate the Jay Moore Tech Talk show. We make IT easy so you don't have to. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, and we will see you next Friday night at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 88811. That's IT support to 88811, and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.